Yeah. <laughs> okay. I just had to get back to my stuff. Oh, okay. Because you over there texting stuff. Something. I wasn't texting nothing. Things. I was actually doing a little, like, another second of research. Oh, you are? Yeah. She came prepared. Because, like he said, he has, like, two good ones in his repertoire. I have mm. some. She's definitely got more than two. I haven't watched them. I haven't watched them in a while. So, I didn't want to talk about it and be like, you know. You know, I remember. But you know, basis. I think I have like a few that, but all of my stuff honestly is already the same. But you know, we're just gonna go with it. I'm yeah, we're just gonna yeah, go with it. We're just gonna go with get, it. Get, get. Well, mm-hmm. thank you guys for joining the Movie Bugle podcast. My name is Justin and I am the host of this podcast. And I am so excited that you guys have decided to tune in to, and listen to me talk about movies. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. On this particular episode, I have two very, very caricature people wow. and jo- oh. joining me. Only because, you know, this is actually a celebration. Hey. Um, one thing that I've always wanted to do on my podcast is not just talk about movies, but actually bring some, you know, some serious talks to it and talk mm-hmm. about different things and just use my platform to talk about things that are passionate to me. And mm-hmm. one thing that is passionate to me is representation. Absolutely. So on this particular episode, I have two people joining me. I have the lovely Iman. Hi, Iman. Hi, hi, hi. How are you? And I also have the lovely Spencer. How you doing, Spencer? I'm doing good. Now, Spencer and I recorded another episode about a month or so ago, but some technical difficulties. <laughs> Oops. But, but you know what, though? Hey, better late than never. Mm-hmm. And I had to bring him back, and he would definitely be back again in the future. So thank you for coming back, Spencer. Absolutely. I'm so excited. Me too. And this is Iman's first time ever doing a podcast, and yes. not the last. I'm very excited for this. Me so. too. I'm happy both of you guys were able to join me. I'm so excited. So, like I said, this episode, we're talking about representation. Um, this episode is coming out in the month of Pride. And I wanted to not talk about one particular movie or a TV show, but I wanted to talk about TV shows or movies that made an impact to us as individuals, us as a society, those of us who are in the community. And just, you know, let's just talk about certain things. And I, like I said, I did an episode about a month and a half ago about Representation Matters. And that was just representation in general. And what better way to celebrate in the month of Pride about representation? So, mm-hmm. talk about the gays. Let's talk about the gays. <laughs> um, what is, I wanna ask you guys first, what does Pride mean to you, Iman? What is, when you think of the word Pride, not just about movies or whatever, just what does Pride mm-hmm. mean to you? Um, honestly, just having an understanding of yourself, um, not. Honestly, not caring about what anybody has to say or whatever judgments in whoever's narrow-minded mind could be. It's all about you living fabulously Period. in your life okay. and authentically that. So that's mine. What about you, Spence? You know, pride has been like a difficult subject for me. Like, uh, not in like the way that like I'm like, oh, I, I'm not prideful of myself. Like, I very much do have like a lot of self-pride and like a lot of pride in like who I am. But um, it's hard. Like, I'm like, oh, bro, like, sometimes it's hard to not, to, like, feel prideful. Uh, But pride to me, like, is just, like, being able to celebrate yourself and, like, celebrate your community and celebrate the things that make you special. And, like, regardless of that's if that's um, being queer or if that's being um, a person of color, it's just being able to, like, stand solidly in, like, what makes you you. Why do you think it's hard to be prideful? There are, are always people that like continuously, and especially like in this past year and a half, two years, like that have made me like feel so uncomfortable being myself sometimes. Well, just, well, I don't want to say the R word, but um, extremists of a certain, um, 
The racist. The racist. <laughs> the racist. And then generally the homophobic. Right. Sometimes I feel like, regardless of whether or not I know, like I'm within like a presence of some people, um, I do feel um, self-conscious sometimes um, to be like fully myself. I get a lot of social anxiety from like, like being like 100% myself because like sometimes I'm af- afraid of like bringing like the wrong kind of attention to myself, if that makes sense. Yeah, I definitely think that, you know, We've always had the oppressor and the pressy. And I think just because of that dynamic since the beginning of time in various different ways, it's hard to have a sense of pride. Mm-hmm. Like, even though Pride Month is more for like the LGBTQ family, you know, just think about pride in general. Like, even like, you know, Iman and I are black, Spencer is, you know, part Asian. And in the past year and a half, we've had our, I guess, our livelihood or, you know, our community just questioned by just people in general just because they don't see value and i think pride to me means value Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for me i would say my journey to pride has been very interesting i've like come more into myself i would say in the past couple of years just because of you know my surrounding my you know upbringing and stuff like that no one person in particular but i think that you know now that i'm starting to recognize myself and really learn myself I have more of a sense of pride because I'm finding the value in myself. Work, yes. And I think that that's the biggest thing. I think those who see the value in themselves Mm -hmm. can have that pride and no one can take it away. And I think that when it relates to like movies, like we, we see when you, when when you're able to see yourself on screen, you, you know, you get that pride, Mm -hmm. you get that sense of like, okay, I can see myself. I can see, right. Like Mm -hmm. I can see myself being represented and you, you feel proud about it. Yes. When seeing the rep- how representation matters, how can showing all different types of people or stories, how can it help shape our society? Like, how do you think seeing different people on screen or different, you know, situations on screen can help shape our society, Iman? Um, I think just for the simple fact that society already has bias um, in general and people like to say stay um very close-minded and like they don't like to explore past their comfort zones. So um, you know, figuring out certain ways or certain avenues where, um, you know, through art is representation, uh, being able to find a way or to like tug at other people's heartstrings or like give them another dynamic that they necessarily right. weren't, you know, thinking about. I think that that helps all the time. And honestly, I love the more extreme ones because that's when people shut up. Like they can't, <laughs> like you can't say anything. Like you're, you're showing your true colors. Let's right. find some more. Okay. What about you, Spence? I think of um, like representation, especially in like film and TV, as like like being like well traveled. It's like you know, like when you become well traveled and you go see the world, like you're you're exposed to new stories, new people, um, new ways of life that aren't necessarily from not aren't necessarily exactly how you live and where your space is, and so you're kind of forced to be outside of your comfort zone. Um, and it's the same with TV and movies. It's like, you know, when you have more representation and um, new stories uh, within uh, our easily accessible pop culture, um, it makes it, it, it allows people who, who might not be able to travel the world um, to be exposed to new people and new stories and um, give them a broader sense of what there is, it's what there is to life. Cause like, you know, like uh, there are so many things to explore. Like you, you, it, it really helps people um, understand the diversity that we, uh, we, some of us do get to enjoy on a daily basis. Right. I think a lot of times people feel like truth is from perspective 
And I mm. do think that there is a, like a side of truth to that, but I think that perspective can definitely be different based on where you come from. Mm-hmm. Like I actually had a conversation with someone, you know, when I was younger, they were talking about how they grew up in, um, I think Mississippi, and they moved away because, you know, they came out as lesbian. Okay. And they grew up in a small town and their family obviously wasn't with it. Right. But going over to Florida, where there's, you know, it's not as a melting pot as it is over here in California, but there's still more people. Mm-hmm. And we were just talking about how sometimes perspective can change your truth in the sense, because if you grew up, Very you know, true. in a small town, 50 people, just as an example, mm-hmm. all you know is this, you know, all you know is one thing. And it's not necessarily like wrong on that person. That's just all you know. Mm-hmm. But I think what makes it great, what makes it beautiful is if you take those same people and say, OK, this is your truth because this is what you grew up in. Let's take you to somewhere else. And because now you're learning someone else's truth. Mm-hmm. And I think the willingness to understand that there's a different perspective to the same situation. Like we all bleed red. Mm-hmm. We're all the same people. You know what I mean? But I think it's just we all grow up with different perspectives and different situations. And it's just being able to accept the fact that, hey, my life may be very different from this person, but you're still my brother. You're still yeah. my sister. Yeah. So I I definitely like that. And I definitely think that. You know, one thing growing up for me, whenever I would see myself on screen, when I wasn't able to, you know, live my authentic truth, I would cry on the inside because I'm Mm -hmm. like, wow, like I wish I can live as proud as, you know, this person here or I can live in my truth as this person here. Like what is so one thing that we're going to do in this episode is we're going to talk about some things that, you know, made an impact on us growing up. Right. Mm -hmm. And I already have my whole list. I know Iman has a list. (laughs) But I definitely want to start with you two. What is something like a TV show or movie, Spencer, that made an impact on you that gave you a sense of pride growing up? You had said this earlier, and I'm sure you have a plenty to say on this. Um, I One of the big things that for me growing up uh, was on was Glee. And that was one of... You already know. <laughs> I, yeah. I, other than that, like that was one of the first huge TV shows that really showcased um, like a wide diversity um, of people um, with disabilities, with um, people of color, with um, queer characters. Forgot the the terminology there for a minute, but um, <laughs> that really shaped um, who, how my experience as a, I mean, that came out when I was in middle school, um, how my, I grew up um, as a queer person because I, Kurt is like an iconic character and I learned a lot of I learned about how I was as a queer person from Kurt, if that makes sense. Like yeah. I, I got a lot of like my sensibilities from that character. Um, and I really pulled fr- uh, my, a lot of truths from that character. Um, because that, again, that was the, that was, um, that was my, the age appropriate icon of the time for myself that I could really relate to. Right. I think it also helps that, when you can actually relate to like character, like I actually went through simple, like situations as Kurt and especially in middle school. Um, one of the things on my list, and we're going to get back to Glee cause I could say a whole bunch about it too, but just <laughs> um, one of mine is Moonlight. It's, it's a, I've talked about it before on my episode on, on my podcast. Iman's like, oh, this is my list too. But honestly, like Moonlight, just the, the character Chiron, I can relate to him so much. Um, not the crackhead mom. If you listen to this mom, you're not a crackhead. Um, <laughs> I know it's, it's not that, um, but definitely like how he got treated in school, um, how he got treated in the neighborhood, um, even down to, you know, the male figure that took him under his wing. Um, I had a, 
I had, um, it was like my friend's dad, his name was Mr. Jerry. Um, he sort of like adopted me as his son. And it was another one, um, Jim Martin sort of like took me under their wing because uh, my father wasn't around and was just had that male figure, but also let me be my like authentic self even when I didn't have a label over it. Yeah. I didn't have like, I didn't know what this was. So like going back to like Glee with Kurt, when he was getting bullied in like the first season, mm-hmm. like I related so much to that because I remember like walking home from school or walking around school and like like getting harassed just because I was in chorus and I did all the school plays. Yeah. So I definitely understand that. And how Spencer, how do you think even seeing like the rough things on screen, like like a storyline with Kurt, how do you think that still resonated with you in a positive way? I don't, I, none of it I really took negatively. I think that like most of it was like just like a positive understanding of like, they're like, they're, I, someone's telling the story on the TV. Like it takes like a lot of effort to get these things produced and like right. for people to like tell their stories, especially outside of like the white centric view that we have commonly. Um, it just meant a lot to me to like, I was like, oh, someone like, someone went through this. Like someone's like writing the story about this and like it feels really good to like know that like, I'm being, it might not be my story, it might not be specifically my story. And like, I definitely, at least in my upbringing or like my experiences through school, had it a lot better than Kurt in many ways. But um, I, I felt seen in mm-hmm. a lot of ways, if that makes sense. No, it definitely it does. does. Iman, what about you? Because I'm pretty sure Glee is on your list somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not? It's so late. Okay. okay. No, it's so okay. listen, I have never watched Glee all the way. I know. Okay, oh, I okay know. but there's more things to life than Glee. It's right. fine. It is. It is. But, like, with that, I guess for, for me, like, I feel like since it was in a high school setting, like, I went to, I was in Glee for school. Like, right. I, that okay, I went yeah. to an arts high school. Um, I've had, with that, I was very comfortable with myself um, very early on. But what helped me was being a little girl like sneaking like trying to watch the l word (laughs) when i tell you everything in my life made sense when i saw it Mm -hmm. i was like oh absolutely and then also you know i can be a little uh girlier but i also feel like i have a more androgynous side and to see that also being represented um yeah, it really just made me feel good. Oh, and especially when Tasha got onto that season, Lord, I digress. Have you seen? I have not seen that. She sounds wonderful, though. Lord, she is beautiful chocolate thing. Okay, when sorry, I, baby. So when I think of L word, I'm thinking of I don't know why I thought about this, but, but like the vagina monologues. Okay. I could see that. Only because I'm just thinking, like, same pot. So it's kind of interesting. When I was in ninth grade, um, I went to a theater program um, at Dr. Phillips High School. Mm-hmm. Uh, Troop 4276. Woo-woo. Okay, work. Um, anyways, um, but we, the senior class at the time, did, like, individual projects. That was, like, their senior project. Mm-hmm. And someone did a age-appropriate version of the Vagina Monologues. Oh, nice. So uh, it was very interesting because mm-hmm. when you think vagina monologues, especially if you don't know anything about theater, you think, mm-hmm. oh, you're just talking about your yeah. you know, your lady part down there. But, you know, it was actually a lot of different situations mm-hmm. that women go through. And it was very, like, you know, eye-opening and stuff like that. So in all different types of yeah. women as well. So I think that was very, very cool. But, yeah, I've never seen, I've never seen the L word. I 
uh, I just loved it. My little 14 year old self sneaking to go watch it in my parents' room with the volume on four. Like, okay, <laughs> no. I love, yeah, it's very It's definitely the volume okay. on four for me. Yep, a volume <laughs> four. Mm-hmm. Lesbians, I love us, I love us. Like, I was so excited for that. What's another TV show or movie that influenced you? Um, To, to Wong Fu. Thanks for everything. Yes. All right, thanks for everything. Yeah, that was really, that was really where I knew that I love drag queens. And also with that, on top of the L word, made me realize that I want to be a drag king. Like for you to be so like understanding of yourself and understanding also that you're going to get the backlash from people and still doing what you want to do regardless and authentically and still knowing that at the end of the day, something that you do or that you're doing is going to impact somebody regardless of if they think it is or not. And that's just, I don't know. I just love it. Okay. So I can't wait for a drag show. Uh, hey, listen, I'm pretty sure you're going to find plenty out here. Um, uh, I know we mentioned Moonlight because I know mm-hmm. you said that was on your list as well. So yeah, Moonlight for me, honestly, it's, it's, it's one of those movies where it's beautiful on so many different levels. Yeah. Um, not just for you know the the queer it's Mm -hmm. for black you know black boys um black people in general i literally remember walking out of the theater like in tears Mm -hmm. because i was just like wow like i've never really seen Mm -hmm. like a story like this told on screen and i think that it's so many different people's stories and you know just being caught up and you know you're a product of your society Mm -hmm. and i think growing up like in the hood he has certain expectations of you as a person. Right. If you were a black boy, you played football or you played basketball. Mm-hmm. If you did anything else, you were, you were seen as gay. Yeah. Um, the only way you could get around that is if you did music. Mm-hmm. But if you did music, you still also had to play sports on the side. Yeah. So me growing up like a big kid, everyone always assumed that I played football. And I was like, no, like I don't really play football. <laughs> the T <tea> is. <laughs> like, I, okay. I don't really play, but you know, I did the music. And I think I got away with it a little bit because I was in church a lot but mm-hmm. I think outside of that just everything you know you just had those you know stereotypes put on top of you so seeing this moonlight it was it was such a have you seen moonlight um no it's it's, it's okay it's, I'm so sorry I know I need to there's a little long list of movies that like I mean late leading up to um uh Titanic as a I mean could be considered another a gay iconic movie um I am so sorry. Oh, wait, hold oh on. No, how? I just haven't wanted to sit down to watch the whole thing. But no, no. But how is Titanic a gay iconic movie? I. Be, it's just so beautiful. It, it's just I. Ty, uh, don't ask me. I mean, it's like <laughs> Mamma Mia. Like, isn't necessarily like a gay movie, but like Mamma Mia again. Yeah. And like, is a. Uh, just one of those like gay it's, movies it's because like the theater thing or yeah it t- probably okay. I don't ask. I just didn't. I never got the hype, so I never felt like watching it. I'm not one for Mamma Mia. Yeah. So again, but Moonlight is definitely above Titanic for me. You have to, you yes. have to watch it. You have to watch it. Yeah. I know, like for me, growing up, um, it's not necessarily like a movie or a TV show in particular, but anytime um, like a gay character would show up, mm-hmm. a, a gay male would show up on, because I'm thinking about like to like early early 2000s, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. those TV shows. It was very very taboo to yeah. like show like like queer on TV. Mm-hmm. So when you had like uh, a storyline of a gay character it was always like a what's going on mm-hmm. like what is this and I was always like how can I relate to this person like how is it like mm-hmm. you know how is it this thing so it was I always looked at those and I always cling to I'm trying to think one off the top of I, I can't even think one but actually no did y'all watch One Tree Hill 
No. A little bit. There was, okay, there was a gay, like a lesbian girl that showed up in like one of the earlier episodes, but it was like a huge thing because her brother didn't really like it and like she was trying to date this boy. It was a whole thing, but I was just like, wow, like the things that people have to go through. Um, I would say another one for me. Um, oh, wow. I can't even, Iman, what's on your list? I have to think of one. Um, Holiday Heart or But I'm a Cheerleader. Did y'all see? I, but I, I'm I, a I think I've seen, but I'm a cheerleader. That's um, when they all have to go to like the boss. camp, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I it's, remember seeing that. It's everything. I I have not seen either of those. Oh or, my god! Okay, so see the thing is, okay, so like I knew this would happen because like <laughs> I am like obviously like from like a very like different like demographic, mm-hmm. and like um, I those were not the things that I grew up with. I bar- I barely grew up with like Glee. I feel you. Honestly, I've found them all on my own. Like, I was so wanting to, like, have an understanding of things that I would take the time and be like, mm-hmm. oh, well, let me look for, like, gay movies. Like, that's the only reason why. Yeah, a lot of my gay culture and, like, my gay shows come from, like, the 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 gay people in my life that have, like, okay. eventually, like, show me stuff. So, like, one of, like, the shows that I really enjoy um, that one of my friends, Blair, showed to me um, is Queer as Folk. Oh! It was a really cute show, yeah. and like I really enjoyed it. And that was probably one of my first introductions mm-hmm. into um, like gay community. Gotcha. If that makes sense, because like I, um, I don't, I didn't grow up with like a lot of gay friends. Mm-hmm. I was like the gay one, gotcha. and so coming into like moving from like my hometown, and then into the Orange County area, I'm meeting a bunch of like new gay people. I wasn't really sure like how to like act and I didn't know what to do. And like, Mm -hmm. I thought it was kind of all about the hookup culture and stuff. And so um, when I finally did find friends and like um, we watched this show together, I like it, I was like, oh, we can just be like normal together. Mm -hmm. Like, isn't that nice? Like, uh, and that was definitely one of like the game changer shows. That was just, it was nice to see like um, gay people represented in like a way that like you would see like friends mm-hmm. or right. like Seinfeld like they were like together and mm-hmm. like there was like gay debauchery yeah. but like it was like a very much more like um um not um like domestic yeah view mm-hmm. of it have y'all seen the prom no like the new one the one that's on Netflix directed by I have not movie. seen it Okay, so The Prom is actually, uh, so it's directed by Ryan Murphy. It came out in December of 2020, mm-hmm. um, but it's actually an adaptation of a short-lived play that was on Broadway. Yes. And the premise of it is basically these two girls who want to go to prom together, but they live in a small town, and they're like, no. So it's like a whole thing. They have like these icons from Broadway who go down to their city to help them out. I thought it was really pretty. There's a, there's actually two songs in the in the movie that I like. One is called um, um, "Unruly Hard," and basically she's talking about like you know like I she she does like this little like YouTube video online and she's talking about how like like everyone wanted me wanted me to to conform and I'm here saying this is who I am and everything and she posts it online and there's other people who's also joining as well and they end up throwing like a gay prom. Mm-hmm. It's a very, very beautiful movie. I love it a lot. I listen to the soundtrack all the time. Um, but I think that I actually just released a, released an episode uh, last week talking about Ryan Murphy. And mm. 
Ryan Murphy is one of those people who definitely lays out the foundation of representation. Okay. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. I think that we've all seen a few, of, <laughs> a few of his projects that has, you know, representation in it. I'm not going to stay too long on it because we're already going to do another episode talking about it. But Pose definitely, like, got me mm-hmm. into, mm-hmm. like, understanding the trans community a lot better. Yes. And I think... For me growing up, I think just overall the trans community has been very taboo mm-hmm. and have been very misunderstood. And um, even though that's not my truth, mm-hmm. um, it's definitely like made them human. Right. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I, I get think, that. And I think that's the biggest thing with me, like with representation, is like it it made their their people mm-hmm. first, no matter what their circumstances is. Right. They're, they're people first. And I think just watching a show like that and seeing they go through similar situations mm-hmm. that other people go through. Like, mm-hmm. okay, so they are human. And mm-hmm. I think that's why, like, Pose is, like, a really big... Well, yeah. what, what do you guys think? Pose always tears at, tugs at my heartstrings because I love a good ballroom scene. I love a good house. I love a good one-two <laughs> door mm-hmm. lead. And shut I am. Not sure. And Billy Porter. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Oh, I love yeah, I, Though the, um, the episodes where they do, like, the... Um, the fundraising episodes. Mm-hmm. I don't want to give away too much if you haven't seen it, which if you haven't, then Sorry. like get on that shoot. Right. Um, but like when they say, oh my, it's like, but the, it's definitely a show for um, giving representation to the trans community mm-hmm. and the ballroom community, which has like been like a huge um, foundation for the gay community as a whole. And pride. And, and pride. And pride as a, as a whole. Right. And also the straights, you know? Because oh, everything that they of think of, all their poses, all of their, yes, darling, yes, honey, come get into it. All of that came from ballroom. Right. So Vogue the old, Madonna. Okay. A- absolutely. <laughs> right. Now, it's it's interesting. Like, I, I didn't know until watching Pose that pride, and we was talking about a little bit, mm-hmm. um, Paris is Burning, like how pride came out of mm-hmm. like the ballroom scene and like black trans women yeah and like how when you look at pride today they don't get enough recognition it's no. like y'all laid the foundation yeah. like exactly. y'all y'all literally built it like mm-hmm. y'all y'all made pride instead we have incorporations up in here and the, the cops up in our parades and stuff and like yeah. oh yeah no 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 so i think all of us here we all love musicals we all love yes. everything mm-hmm. and i think and i don't know why i didn't think about this before but rent so yeah. i'm gonna give you my my introduction to rent story for me um i saw the the, mov- the movie first mm-hmm. um i remember we went me and my family went to the theaters to go see something and this is back when we used to like you know movie hop and go see mm-hmm. like two or three movies in one day yeah. heck yeah but i always loved the good musical mm-hmm. and i remember we popped into rent and my family wasn't with it because of the subject matter but mm-hmm. i remember being very intrigued and i was like and i think we may have stayed in there for like maybe 10 15 minutes mm-hmm. and i was just like what is this so i went and found the soundtrack mm-hmm. and listened to the soundtrack and i fell in love with the story fell in love with the characters mm-hmm. fell in love with the circumstance and i think rent was a big reason why i wanted before i ended up over here in la i wanted to move to new york okay yes um because of rent and oh yeah it's before before la it was new york for me and i actually um i have the not the physical copy but i have the digital copy of the last broadway show before it went like stopped doing it a playbill uh, or something of, no like the actual like digital copy of oh, nice. the the cast on broadway okay when they were Ooh. doing it and it's 
by far one of my favorite shows out there of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that it's a beautiful story and it's not just about queer people. Mm-hmm. It's just about people in general living in this world. Yes. So like, I know rent has been a big thing for you too. So mm-hmm. how has rent impacted you, Iman? Well, you know, it started with my young gay self. With the, I can I I can't think of the couple, but the lesbian couple in there. Joanne I, and Maureen. Yes. When I saw them, I was like, oh, please give me more. I just like the little push and pull. Honestly, anything where it came and it was showing the beautiful osity of lesbians, I w- I've always been for it. So I feel you. And I love a good, I love a good song or two. Right, I oh. love, I love a good song. I love Their song is angel. so good. What about you, Spence? Um, not necessarily Brent. I mean, Brent is again. It uh, kind of had the same impact for me as like Queers Folk, where it mm. kind of just showed me like, um, not necessarily it's like all about gay people, but like it's about like people who are queer, but like living in like domestic mm. or like real situations. And like dealing with real life stuff, right. and uh, rent is like a little bit darker and a little mm-hmm. bit more um, heavy themed, but it did give me this. I'm like I, and this was all. I mean, this is all like when like, I'm in middle school, high school. This mm-hmm. was like all building and um, adding to my um, my view of who I was at the time, adding to that repertoire. But it uh, it uh, compounded on that idea of like I'm not just me. Mm-hmm. I'm not just myself. Like floating in this world right. like not by mm-hmm. myself like but uh, there are people live like me mm-hmm. and I, are me period mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah no i think that uh for me like one thing like with rent or anything like that in general like it just it's like it was like for me i guess if i say it really quick it's like the the gay version of friends yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. only in the sense of like you know it was like all these different strangers, you mm-hmm. know, some of them were friends, some of them didn't know each other, but obviously just life brought them all together. Yeah. And, you know, you dealt with real stuff, you know, half of them had AIDS. Mm-hmm. Um, half of them were, well, I think all of them except for Benny was homeless mm-hmm. uh, for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was talking about real issues and talking about issues that we're still fighting to this day, not just with, you know, with queer folks, but, you know, black people or like mm-hmm. anything in general. And I think that, I forgot the the lady who plays Joanne, but she's been she's she's been Joanne. Joanne is the the, mm-hmm. the black one. She's been Joanne in so many different versions of of, of Rent. Um, mm-hmm. She's also in Nine One One on uh, Fox. I don't know yeah. if you watched that show, uh, which is under Ryan Murphy work. Uh, right, but she's no, she's she's amazing. She's phenomenal. I think um, did y'all see the TV version of, of Rent? No, the one with Vanessa Hudgens on it. Not Vanessa Hudgens. No. Actually, no. no, with the one with Valentina in it. The like the the live filmed musical. Yeah, yeah. No. I have not watched that one yet. So actually, Vanessa. Actually, I, okay. So I will say this: Vanessa Hudges actually, she's she she did her thing. She, okay, work. She was what is um the. Will you like my? Oh. Will yeah. You like my yeah. Kid? Yeah, I can't remember the name. It's, it's gonna come to me. Uh, Valentina played uh, Angel. Angel. He was the worst. Yeah, there was a whole debacle. Apparently, like broke his hand or something. Or- oh, wait, the no. drag queen Valentine. Yeah, the drag queen Valentine. No. I love her. So the one who broke his hand was I think you know he broke his foot. Oh, uh, was, was that the it? one who played Roger? Okay. So the one that we saw on so uh, the one we saw on TV was actually mostly filmed the night before. Okay. For the dress rehearsal, mm-hmm. 
and the very very end was live so one of my good friends his name is dj um he actually sings behind jordan fisher um and jordan fisher was collins don't, yeah, don't ask me for names right now. Yeah, so I, I'm like, I'm pulling, I'm reaching. Um, but he, um, but yeah, he, uh, no, Collins was the black one. He, anyways, he was one of them. It's gonna, the name's gonna come to me real quick. But anyways, Jordan Fisher was a part of it. So he went and surprised him. And he was there during the, the night that it was airing on TV. But the performance that he saw live was very different uh-huh. than what we saw on TV because the one who plays Roger, um, Mimi, that's the girl. Yeah, okay, yeah, yes, Mimi. Mimi. Um, he broke his foot. Oop. And um, so they had to alter, but they showed the one from before on the TV and stuff like, uh, I guess on the big screens in there. Mm-hmm. But the very last, I guess the last song, they did it live. And they he had him like sitting at this table and he had this castle on his foot, something like that. It was it was whatever. But you no, know, I, mean, I love Angel. Like Angel's one of my favorite characters. Yeah. But was his, was his name Valentina? Yeah, Valentina. Uh, I don't remember. I don't know his her actual yeah. name but valentina the drag performer yeah it was the worst one i, I hated really? it really yeah i didn't like it at are we all. talking about the, the like the most recent like live filmed one, the one with jordan fisher in it yeah yeah okay, yeah i'm pretty sure that, that, that's that's i i, I don't know Long, loud <laughs> we'll we'll look it up but bring bring it back to something you brought up earlier uh rent and um pose have brought up a huge taboo, or at least in my opinion, uh, in the queer community has been the AIDS epidemic mm-hmm. um, and the our own pandemic of sorts um, that it has been shunned mm-hmm. and like by like um, a wide variety, a wide majority of people um, and has been like kind of like odd to talk about at times. Mm-hmm. Um, and I appreciate the work that like Pose especially has brought uh, attention to like the struggles that people faced. And because, you know, they're doing something right when you see because this was something I wanted to bring. It's not necessarily a TV show or like a movie, but it's a commercial it's on TV. Mm-hmm. And it's literally a commercial. It's like about like a straight white man. And he's like, you don't know my you don't know nothing about me if you like because like he has a it was like a, it was like a um not prep but like it was like a um a commercial about like medication for uh mm-hmm. for a, um how when if you do have hiv or aids okay um and i, w- I was like well if they if they're marketing it to like because like most people don't assume if you, you're straight or you're right. like you you don't have right mm-hmm. the disease so um so i thought that was really interesting to see like the the there there is a shift mm-hmm. in the uh, the in the in the multiverse right <laughs> about like pe- people and their perspective and their view of um of aids and hiv um which i thought was like a huge thing at least yeah there's actually a tv show on hbo max um called it's a sin and it's pretty much talking about how the those who lived in london when the aids pandemic started to happen how it was very um unfamiliar and how it pretty much erupted in, in, in Europe, um, not just London, but in Europe in general, because, you know, it's, I don't want to say it started over here in America, but it's, you know, it was over here. And I feel like people, for the most part, grabbed onto it very quickly, even like not just, uh, not just from like the government, but like they knew AIDS was something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, it was like one of those things you have to be protected. And it was like very early on where people in Europe, they was like, oh, that's an American thing. Yeah. So it talked about mm-hmm. how 
when it started to show up in Europe, a lot of people were very naive and they thought, oh, we can never get it over here. We can never, and that's just an American thing and mm -hmm. how, and it talked about like, because they also did the same thing in Pose as well, where like, oh, if you have it, you know, we're going to put you, we're going to quarantine mm -hmm. you. And it's like, you can't mm -hmm. get it airborne. You can't, but yeah. it was very like, you know, unfamiliar. And I'm happy that we are having conversations now that is not just gay people. Absolutely. It's anyone can actually get it. Um, and everyone should obviously get tested just because you want to remain safe. But, you know, it's one of those things where it's like you want to you want to be open. It's about the perspective going mm -hmm. back to what I was talking about before. Like just because your perspective is something that doesn't mean that you should be shut off from diff from different perspectives. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think that you can be a detriment to yourself when you're not willing to listen to the other side of the conversation. 100 percent. You don't have to 100 percent agree or like come to some type of agreement, but just being open to listen and understand that there's a different perspective right. out there can broaden your knowledge on a lot of things. Right, and bringing it back to like what you said earlier, it was like, it's it like humanizes the struggle of mm -hmm. like the people that went through it. Like you understand like what they went through and like you're understanding that they are human, they go through the struggles and um, bringing that into your home in a more intimate way that makes you like take a second look at it that like an article like that pops up on your like news page like wouldn't necessarily have. I feel that. Iman, what was it like for you going to your theater school um, like and going through your day by day just like figuring out yourself? Um abridged. Right. If <laughs> I um honestly, it was great. Um I ended up coming out in ninth grade, but the thing was I believe that I was so ready to at that point, but I was trying really hard to like not show it. That when mm -hmm. I did come out, everybody was like, nah, we know, <laughs> right. we know Iman, like I could have told you. Um, so honestly, the whole, like my sexuality at school was always, like it wasn't, I didn't have to figure out how to maneuver through that. Where I had to maneuver through stuff, it was really more with uh, like my family and stuff like that. I don't right. know. It, the school, since I won't say since it was art school, but it was always very like, yes, come on, what are we doing? Like, so once I had come into myself and understood it more, I felt it was just easier to flow through or figure out other things because, um, yeah, because everybody was like, oh, okay, you know, they were very like um, embracing when it came to stuff like that and figuring yourself out. So. I definitely feel like ninth grade, um, when I was in theater program as well, it gave me, it opened my eyes to a lot of different mm -hmm. things, um, just in life in general. I think theater is something that everyone should go through because it, it forces you to look within yourself yeah. and learn. You can't play someone else until you can learn how to like, mm -hmm. know more about yourself. Exactly. And it was, I would say out of all four years, it was also my very, it was my most uh, promiscuous year. Mm. Oh, um, but also it was, it was the year that, um, cause when, so I was in theater from in ninth grade and we, we had to maintain a certain level of GPA to remain in the, the program. Gotcha. And it was only in your theater classes. They, uh, when you were in the theater program, like legit, legit, they gave you an altered schedule because you still had to take your other classes as well. Mm -hmm. So if you dipped 
twice you had to go in front of a, a panel to mm-hmm. say why you should stay in the program. Yikes. And because I had a lot of fun, yeah. um, I wasn't paying attention to my grades. They weren't horrible, but they were they were bad. Mm-hmm. And I dipped twice, like the first two semesters. Sorry, the first two, like nine weeks. And they sent a letter out for me to my appeal, but I never got it because we moved. Mm. So I was thinking, oh, I just got underneath the table and I didn't like whatever. So I finished ninth grade. I went to summer school um, only because we had to take theater classes during the year. So we had to take summer school to catch up on all of our other stuff. So I took summer school over there. No problem. And we went to go register for my 10th, the 10th grade. And they were like, oh, you don't go here no more. You go back to your regular school. Yikes. And it was because of my grades. Gotcha. And I rem- actually, my 10th grade year is such a blur. Mm. Um, I don't remember because I, I think that was my emo year because I beat up myself so much. Yeah. And it was one of those things where I would look at different things, look at different TV shows, look at different movies and try to find something that I got from theater. Mm-hmm because I didn't have it no more. And my regular school was in Apopka, Florida. And shout out to everyone who went to Apopka, Florida, but Apopka was very much black people over here, white people over here, Hispanics over there. Mm-hmm. And um, it wasn't, no, they had a theater program there, but I was so distraught from, cause I, the Dr. Phillips is right behind Universal in Orlando. Mm-hmm. It's like in a richer neighborhood. So they have big productions. My ninth grade year we did, we started off the year with The Wiz. We did, um, we did um, A Raisin in the Sun. Mm-hmm. We okay. did For Color Girls who, con- who Considered Suicide When the Rainbow Was Enough. Because you had to say it all the way Period. through. Period. It's the whole thing. Um, we did Sweeney Todd. Um, we did so many different shows. And I was like, oh, my God, this is all Grant. And now I'll go back to this ghetto school. Like, Damn. No shade. Like, yeah, but, no, but they had a full season. <laughs> they okay. had a full season. Because they also, like, the every year the singers in the program got to choose the they got to choose the um, the the place for that year. And my ninth grade year, the senior class in the theater program had the most black people ever. Mm. Oh. They made a pact in ninth grade. They said, we're all going to stay here together. And I think they said out of all four years, they only lost like one or two people. Oh, that is a good. But they made yeah. a they made a pact because they said one year senior, you can choose a place. You can do all the stuff like that. So they chose everything black. Yeah. Work. Everything black. And like even like a raisin in the sun was such it was so beautiful how they did it doing the whiz. That was also the year we had the four hurricanes back to back, if y'all oh, that's if fun. y'all remember that. So no. <laughs> it was it was it was fun, but no, just but I think just going from that environment down to like nothing, it really did it took a toll on me. And it mm-hmm. wasn't until I started to get involved with music and singing at church and stuff like that that I was able but that was like like almost three years later. Mm-hmm. So tenth and eleventh grade was like really, really horrible. Yeah. For mm-hmm. me. But I would cling on to like these types of TV shows and movies. I think Brokeback Mountain came out around that time. Yeah. And it was very much like you have these two like straight white actors playing like these two like undercover gay like roles. And, you know, it was very much, no, we're not watching this, we're not, but I, I snuck off and watched it anyways, because mm-hmm. I was yeah. like, I needed to see something. But it's, I cling on to those characters and I cling on to stuff like that because it gives me life. It gives mm-hmm. me like, one day I'll be able to just live it and not necessarily just like, you know, like gay or whatever. It's yeah. just one day I'm able to just be authentic yeah. myself, mm-hmm. you know, and you can't really help anyone else in life until you're truthful with yourself. Right media in that way like is is really um therapeutic mm-hmm. and that you get to experience um certain emotions and certain things that you're processing in your own life through other characters and they they kind of like 
shrug that burden for you mm-hmm. for like the half hour, hour, uh, two hour movie. Um, and they help, at least for me, it's like it's like a healing process. It's a um, it's a spiritual process where like you might not you might not think of it while you're watching the movie, but like while you are or like while you're ingesting all of this, um, you um, come to a, an understanding of yourself and you come to um, where am I, I, I? Does that make sense? It like, does. You you go through like a therapeutic moment mm-hmm. where like you under like you can um, relate to the character and see yourself in the character and you breathe just yes, a little bit better. Like, absolutely. Okay, so I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's why that representation is so important. Amen. Party. Yes. Right. Work. No, I feel it. I think that. Um, so what would you say to like the next generation who's obviously like I feel like they're really good with like being bold about themselves. Yeah. But I also feel like they and this may be a little controversial, but I feel like they can still be a little lost mm-hmm. only yes. only in the sense of they're trying to be so different yeah that i'm trying to figure out the right way to, like, they don't listen to the past like they don't listen to the things that have helped literally you being able to have this carefree mindset about yourself like mm-hmm. you're not the they don't always they it's like they don't have that journey from there to here just of yet but it's like i know everything yeah, it's not like it's like um, it's it's not like following a tradition. It's more like it's like listening to your past. It, yeah. It's in the history that um, knowing that there was a struggle because mm-hmm. I think it is especially like within the past like five years or so, yeah, been so easy to like boom, but cow like mm-hmm. party in the pride and like get your drinks and right. like it's all about the Target um, brand mm-hmm. and like the vans mm-hmm. released for Pride and like right. we're all excited for that and it's about the parade and it's but like when you like take a step back, mm-hmm. take a moment and you're like. Um, cause we are still dealing with like a lot of struggles. Yeah. Like we are still dealing with like fighting for rights and like permanent rights and mm-hmm. representation. Take a step back and like, you're like, well, how did we get here? Like right. how, what, what has delivered me these, these benefits and these rights? Like, even though like, at least to us, like they are inalienable, inalienable rights, mm-hmm. but like they haven't always been that way. Yeah. Like who, who, who delivered me here? Right. Who got me here? Right. And honestly, for me, that's that's where you appreciate it more once it does get there. Like not just assuming, like just if it's already being able to happen to you, don't just assume that it was always this easy. Mm-hmm. And to be able to figure that out and at least be able to hold on to, I won't even say the struggle. I'll say like to the certain challenges that had to take place for you to get here. I don't know. You just... For me, you just appreciate it more. Absolutely. I think that the young has always been the future, but the old always brings the wisdom. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you can't if you can't learn from your past, you're bound to make the same mistakes exactly. in the future. So you have a, a generation of people who have laid the foundation of a lot of different things that we are able to celebrate today. Um, you know, we wouldn't be able to do this podcast, this particular episode, Mm-mm. if we wouldn't have people who laid the foundation for us. And I, one thing I will commend, like, you know, I guess this generation, genera- mm-hmm. Gen Z. Yeah. Um, one thing, uh, they are very bold in their choices mm-hmm. and they're very bold and they're very vocal in a lot of different things. But I, sometimes I can feel like it's, it can be polarizing in the sense you have those who are very bold and you also have those who are very lost. Yeah. So one thing that I would love yeah. to do is, you know, 
like what would you say to the people who are still like very lost who don't feel like because like you have people who's like i'm a statement i'm a mm-hmm. i'm a i'm this and then you have people who can gravitate towards that but you also have those i'm still trying to figure out but i'm so far mm-hmm. away from figuring it out mm-hmm. that you know because suicide rate is is on an all-time yeah. high like that's 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 what i'm talking about yeah. it's like you know like how like what would you say like having gone to both of y'all's situations what would you say for those you know if you can write your own tv show like what what would you put in that tv show that, re- that would represent what would you want to say to people i this show i this is one of the tv shows that i gravitated towards and like i really held on to like i mean this is like not a, necessarily like a gay show but like this is like a, this is a gay show i was i watched the winx club growing up i don't know if y'all watch that mm-hmm. it's an animated cartoon it's about fairies who transform it's like very white sailor moon um <laughs> but like i remember sailor moon. that like connected me so hard to myself and like i cling to that that animated show so good but you know it's there is no like right path and like i still like i mean i don't i i gasp in awe of some of the people on tiktok that i watch because yeah. like they are fierce and they are set they have a look and they are fashionable and they're hot and i'm like that was not i'm still not that right i never will be that but i I, you're you're it is already there but it is it's impressive but it's also like i i'm like like how how did we get here like oh my god but um i feel like so sorry i'm like i'm i'm just kind of like talking about like random shows and stuff but i there is no like right path, but like I just hope that we begin to um, to ripple effect out of out of this moment. Mm-hmm. That way, we're able to um, spread and like gain more um, influence into spaces that um, we mm-hmm. didn't have before. So that way, the people that are struggling, um, it's not so hard for them to right. find. Because like all, I, I, all I've been saying is like I don't know this, I don't know that, mm-hmm. I haven't watched this. But if we we um, radiate our gayness outwards, yeah, and just like begin to produce more works and more pieces mm-hmm. that um, resonate with more people who aren't don't always feel seen and haven't been seen, yeah. then maybe like that TV show, like I mean, Glee was like a huge one for a lot of people. I remember that was a huge one that like I remember a lot of people saying that it saved their lives. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we get more moments like that. And we can touch those people, then like maybe we can just like we could, we could we could get that chance. Yeah. What about you, Iman? I don't know. Just um, trusting um, and and believing in your journey. Um, I know that might not always be easy, but if if um, you have those one or two people in your circle that um, that help and that bring that a little bit further to the forefront for you and your own comfortability. It'll help immensely. And also, if you're in a specific place in the world, um, like where you don't necessarily see yourself, just, I don't know, try to find a way to, you know what I'm saying? Or like, I don't, I don't like, I guess I don't know what I'm saying. Just, just trust it. If we all had, if it was all more of a, like a trusting situation and like a, a, a believing and understanding that people are always going to go through a certain struggle if you have a little compassion and a little love about that it'll just always make it a little bit better right i think one thing i will say before we wrap up is um the thing that i would mostly do um the thing with representation that taught me the most is 
you're not the only one that's out there mm-hmm. who's going through something. Mm-hmm. There's always someone who has a similar story to you. I think the intricate details can be, you know, catered to you because of your own circumstance, your own family, your own whatever. But your situation is not so one off mm-hmm. that you're the only one who's ever gone through it. And I think that a lot of times and I know, like for me personally, I would feel alone. Mm-hmm. So I would think that because I'm alone and no one can relate to me and no one can mm-hmm. do this, you know, then what's the point or why am I here? Yeah. And I think that the reason why we have these types of TV shows to show representations is pretty much to say that, you know, you matter. Like mm-hmm. your situation is, you know, is one of a kind, but it's also universal. Mm-hmm. Like your struggle, you know, there's other people out there you can relate to that you can pull on and you can lean on. And I think, one thing that I will say for me um, is leaning on what Iman said, you know, trusting. It's okay to trust. Um, it's okay to also get your heart a little bit broken mm-hmm. as well. But I think in that journey, you'll find your roots mm-hmm. in life. And I think that the roots in life, you know, will help you, will carry you on. And I think, but if you're if you're always so tense to the point where you can't trust anyone and you mm-hmm. can't like whatever, I think that's when you have the most struggles because you life is not uh, life is not meant to go at it alone. Mm -hmm. And I think that being able to go through it with other people, even if it's just that one person who genuinely can see the authentic you. And I think I've been in situations where I've been able to be true to myself 100 percent. And it's liberating. Yes. And it's not always the most, you know, it's not always like for anything like egregious or anything, but just not having to worry about, you know, who's looking at me, who's not, who's going to say this, who's going to say that. It's just, I'm just here. Mm -hmm. And I think that's liberating. So if I could write it, if I could write a script to where I can show representation, I want, I would want to show that. It's okay to go through your situations, but also, you know, learn to live in your truth, learn to live your authentic self and not really worry about anyone else. Because I would listen, honey, I would tell you these past couple of years has been probably the best just because I've learned things about my life. Mm-hmm. And I think that now that I know, as I never want to go back to how yeah. I used to felt when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was not a good place. Yeah. But I would say what also helped me is where we were talking about the whole trusting um, in someone else. There was a, uh, like a, I guess I can't think of the word, but like a gay community center type of thing that I used to go to when I was in high school. Shout out to Smile in D.C. Come on, Smile. Um, and it was, it was everybody, gay, straight, trans, um, you know, people figuring it out. And to be able to have like maybe once or twice a week to sit around and hear their story and hear their, you know, um, coming out stories or just things that have made them happy in their life. It is, it was just really nice. Mm-hmm. It really helped. And it really helps you ha- um, have a better understanding and being just less apolog and being unapologetic about who you are. It's the, um, the unapologetic. So, Anything else y'all want to add? I was just going to say, that was the, my my uh, Gay Straight Alliance group in high school yes. was the first place, um, I can't believe I didn't bring this up earlier, um, This they introduced me to the Birdcage 
which was like mm. such a funny movie, delightful piece of gay um, media, movie culture. Love me some Robin Williams, R.I.P. Bless your soul. Yes. Um, but like, it, it it really is just like um, just a journey. And mm-hmm. like, I think I just hope that like through um, at least this particular avenue, like it's such a such a such a far reaching um, piece of um, our culture that like I'll, 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 most people, if not all, have access to this. Um, that like that we do spread it to the world and like that everyone's able to enjoy and right feel the game yeah feel the game it's the best way I'm gonna leave y'all with uh, a WTF moment that's totally off subject because you said Robin Williams um I didn't know Robin Williams was a Latin when he died <gasps> and with that we said <laughs> oh, wow. oh wow was that I, a hate crime <laughs> I didn't I honestly like it's it's so. <laughs> <laughs> it's the snort for me but no it's what what did it for me it was a meme that someone did that said um the one wish that genie couldn't do was bring someone back to life that and hurts. i was like but i was like why what's the correlation and i think i think richard's the one who was like because he was the genie. voice of genie and i was like it was i honestly i didn't know I don't I know. But anyways, uh, yeah, I know we're, we're just going <laughs> to gloss over that. I'm pretty sure the listeners is like, Justin, you're done. He also brought us uh, Miss Doubtfire. Get him out another of here. Another gay icon. Okay. I know. Hello. I wanted to give a special shout out to both Iman and Spencer for coming Thank on this you. episode with me. They both would definitely be back in future episodes. Yeah. I'm excited. And please be sure to check out the movie Bugle on my Instagram page at the movie Bugle. And until next time. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. Bye.